Our message today comes from the very well-known chapter in the Bible, Luke chapter 2, that talks about the Christmas story. I'm going to be reading from verses 10 and 11. The Bible says, And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. The angel said, Behold. That word means to look, pay attention. I want to show you something. And what he said he wanted us to behold is the fact that he was bringing good tidings of great joy. He had something good to say. He had good news for the shepherds that he was talking to. And the good news was about a person. And that person was Jesus Christ. The Bible says that in the city of David was born a Savior. Jesus Christ is a Savior. He's our Savior. He came for a purpose. He did not simply come to be seen. He came to accomplish something. He came to do something. And what He came to do is all about that word Savior. Who is a Savior? Well, a Savior is someone who delivers someone from danger to a place of safety. And Jesus came to deliver us from the danger, from the damnation of hellfire, and to deliver us to the safety of heaven. The Bible says that in verse number 49, in that same chapter, Jesus is now a young man. And it says this, How is it that ye sought me? Wist ye not that I must be about my Father's business? Jesus came not to just be born in a manger, but He came to accomplish a task. He came to be about His Father's business. And His Father's business is the saving business. His Father's business is about saving you and me from our sin. You know, people talk to me and they say, Oh, Pastor, I obey the commandments. I'm righteous. No, we're not righteous. The Bible says there is none righteous, no, not one. The Bible says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. God sent His only begotten Son into the world to be our Savior because we are guilty of sin and we need redemption. My wife, her name is Elizabeth. We've been married 24 years. She's a wonderful Christian lady. She wrote a song last year at Christmas time. The title of that song is, He Came For You. I want to read a few of the lyrics to that song. It goes like this. He came for you. He came for me. He came to die on Calvary's tree to pay our sin debt totally to redeem our lives and make us free. Jesus had a purpose and His purpose was salvation. Your salvation and mine. He came to die for us and to make us free. 
The Bible says in the book of Acts, chapter 1, and verse number 8, it says, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen Him go into heaven. Jesus came into the world. He, was, he, was, he lived a sinless life. He ended up going to the old rugged cross, dying, paying for our sins, shedding His blood. He was put in the borrowed tomb of Joseph. And the Bible tells us that three days later he arose from the dead. He would spend 40 days and 40 nights on the earth in his resurrected bodies. He would have several conversations with his disciples. Here in Acts chapter 1, he is with his disciples for a final time. He's about to ascend back into heaven. And the Bible says that as he ascends up into heaven, his disciples are beholding him. They are watching him. They're, as he disappears, here we see the angel again. The angels that had told us in Luke chapter 2 that a Savior was born and that we had good news. Now those angels appear again. The disciples are looking up into heaven. And they say to them, Hey, why are you standing here? This same man that has take, been taken up from you, he's coming again. The, the, the angels were reminding disciples of something. They were reminding them that God had given them a task. He had given them a job to do. That little baby that was born had become a man. That man that walked amongst us had died on the cross and he had risen from the dead and he came for a purpose and again that purpose was to save and he had done his work on the cross and now it was time for the disciples to do their work of being witnesses unto him unto the uttermost part of the earth and it was time to get busy obeying his command the Bible says in Mark 16, verse 15, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. In Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20, the Bible says, teaching them to observe, I'm sorry, the Bible says in verse 19, Go ye and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Jesus had come as a little babe. He had grown. He went to the old rugged cross. He shed His blood. He rose. 
and He ascended unto heaven, and He has left us here to be His testimony, to be His witnesses, to tell people about Himself, and to tell people that He's more than just an infant, but He's God who died on the cross for our sin, and that He and He alone is the way, the truth, and the life. If you're listening to this broadcast today, I say to you, you're guilty of sin just like I am. You need a Savior. You cannot save yourself from your sin. The Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Your works can't save you. The Bible says, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us. We need a Savior. That Savior is Jesus Christ. But not only do we need a Savior, we need to tell people about the Savior. And may this Christmas season remind us of what He did for us, and may it also remind us that He left us with a charge. He left us with a command. He left us to fulfill His purpose. Jesus did not fulfill all of God's business in what He did. We have a role to play. We have a job to do. And that is to be His representatives and to tell people about why Jesus came. Not just celebrate the fact that He came. Not just to get together and have parties and give gifts. But may we be reminded of why He came and what we're to do because of His birth, because of His crucifixion, because of His resurrection. In the book of Revelation, in verse number one, chapter number 1, in verse number 4, we're going to read, through verse number 8, the Bible says this, John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from, which, from Him which is and which was and which is to come and from the seven spirits which are before His throne. God is giving His revelation to the Apostle John and he, he's telling him to give a message to the seven churches of Asia. This is a small uh, area in modern Turkey uh, called Asia Minor, where the churches of Ephesus and Thyatira and Pergamos and Smyrna and several other churches were. And the message to them is from Jesus Christ. Look at verse 5. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. It's talking about Jesus Christ here. That babe that was born in a manger. And what it said of him in verse number four, it says that he is, he was, and he is to come. It talks about Jesus in the present tense, in the past tense, and in the future tense. 
You see, that babe that was born in a manger was not just a babe. He was not just a man. He was God. And He was with us. And He is alive today in heaven. And He's coming again. And the Bible says in verse 7, Behold, He cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see Him. And they also which pierced Him, and all kindreds of the earth shall well because of Him, even so. Amen. We see that word behold again. We beheld Him as a babe in a manger. The disciples beheld Him as He was taken up into the clouds and ascended back into heaven. And the Bible says one day people will behold Him as He comes in the clouds. We shall see Him. And He's coming as God. He's coming as the King, the Lord of Lords. Look in verse 8. And this is the words of Jesus Christ. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. Jesus is saying, hey, I'm the beginning and the end. I am the one who is, which was, and which is to come. I am the Almighty God. We don't worship a baby in a manger. We don't worship simply a man who died on the cross. We worship a Savior who is Lord, who is God. He was hunted. He was ridiculed. He was mocked. He was crucified for your sins and mine. But what the Bible clearly tells us here is that He's coming again. He lived and He died but what the Bible tells us clearly is that He rose and He lives and He's coming again. Oh, the person of Jesus Christ, He's more than just a man. He's more than just God. He is the God-man. And He is the one that came for a purpose. He came and was called our Savior from the very beginning from the angels that told the shepherds of His birth. He was the child who talked about His Father's business. He was the crucified one who died for our sins. He was the one who rose and conquered death. And He is the one who left us with a job to do. He is the one who told us before He ascended into heaven to go into all the world. And He is the one here in Revelation who's coming again, the Alpha and the Omega, the Almighty. And he's left us with a job to do. My message to you today is simple. I asked you a question. Do you know Him as your Savior? Has there been a time in your life where you understood that you were lost, that you were a sinner, that you deserved hell, and you took Jesus as your Savior?
many of you listening today, or you've heard about Jesus. You talk about Jesus. You've prayed to Jesus. But many of you have never trusted Him as your Savior. You have been trusting in your own good works. You have been trusting in the fact that you serve God. You've been trusting in the fact that you go to church. You have thought, you have been of the mind that you earn salvation. Well, friend, I ask you a question today. If you could earn salvation, then why do you need Him to die? If you could earn your salvation, then why does he say it's not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but it's by his mercy? No, you cannot earn your salvation. Salvation is by faith alone. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And this Christmas season, if you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ alone for salvation, I'm begging you, Make this the day of your salvation. Because your works have nothing to do with your salvation. And you have not been obedient to His commands. You need to take Him as your Savior. Not just your Lord. Many of you have taken Him as your Lord, but you've never taken Him as your Savior. And if you never take Him as your Savior, then He is not your Lord. You can talk about obeying Him all you want to. The truth is you don't obey Him. You still sin on a daily basis. You need a Savior. I'm glad this Christmas season. I'm having fun with my family. I'm having fun with our church. It's an enjoyable time. Giving gifts, receiving gifts. But I'm thankful most of all that I know who the Savior is. And the Savior is Christ the Lord. And He didn't ask for my help in saving me. He asked for my faith. And that's it. And I beg of you today to put your faith 100% in Jesus Christ and in nothing else. Not your church, not your own good works, but in Jesus Christ. And then secondly, that same Savior gave us a job to do. He left us here to be His witnesses, to tell people the message that I'm sharing with you today. I beg of you, don't just put your faith in Christ, but tell others about Jesus. Tell others that they're lost and need a Savior. Be an evangelist. Be a sharer of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Learn to take the gospel and share it with other people. And then I also implore you today, I remind you today, I beg of you to be aware that that same Jesus that died and that same Jesus that left us and ascended into heaven, and as we, man, beheld Him as a baby and beheld Him go up into heaven, we'll behold Him again coming again. And when He comes again, He'll be coming as Lord and King. And He'll be coming to judge us. Not to judge whether or not we're worthy of going to heaven, because that will be decided by our faith. But He'll be coming to judge whether we served Him or not. Whether we told people about Him. 
And in His judgment, He will be rewarding us. And I beg of you to realize today that that same baby that died, that same baby that was born and was adored, and that same man that died on the cross, and that same Savior that rose from the dead, that same person is going to be your judge one day. He'll decide what kind of rewards you get in heaven. Your faith in Him decides that you get into heaven. But what kind of reward are you going to have in heaven? That will be determined by what you do for Him. Let's make this new year a time of service, a time where we tell people about the Savior, Jesus Christ, and we lay up for ourselves treasure in heaven. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Fundamental Hour. And let me remind you to visit us at our church website, fbcikumasi.com. Thank you, and God bless you. And may you have a merry, merry Christmas, Officia Pa.